You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog Podcast back again. Exciting episode today. I am joined by a very special guest. I have Michael P. Hamer with us today. And uh, Mr. Hamer is the author of a fantastic book called Selling Righteously. It's an amazing book, not only for aspiring salespeople who are looking to get into the space, but uh, tenured reps as well. Michael not only is a fantastic author and a business owner, but he has been a rock star sales professional, individual contributor, manager, trainer. He's done it all at a high level. Michael, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Welcome to the One Broken Cog podcast. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure as always. My pleasure as always. And, you know, today would love to talk to you about a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I know you just recently wrote a blog about it. It's about businesses really kind of misleading sales reps and employees to hook them and bring them in. And uh, would love to talk to you about your experience with this, you know, kind of the why, the how, and the impact this is having, not only on that said business, but the individual as well, and maybe the overall outside world. We'd love to get your perspective on this, Mr. Hamer. Yeah. So, Brian, unfortunately, I've observed and um, have talked to other salespeople who've been hired uh, under uh, with uh, promises that were never even realistic, uh, probably not even probable uh, in terms of income and promotional opportunities. And so this is done by companies uh, quite frequently now, especially since unemployment levels are so high. And you have so many people looking for work. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of employers are, are using the, the, uh, the bait of a high income or a, a high income and promotions to come to lure people uh, who they think are talented and who they actually want to succeed into their company. But unfortunately, I mean, they're setting, them, setting themselves up for failure and they're bringing them in based on things that are just not true. It's unfortunate this is happening, Michael. We see this happen uh, far too often where, you know, businesses are really at a desperate state. They have very big expectations. I don't know if this is, uh, you know, goals that are unrealistic that they figure they can hopefully bring in as many talented people as they can. And I don't know if it's a spaghetti on the wall technique and, and they're just figuring, hey, we'll just keep as many as we possibly can after they drop off later on down the line. Or this is something where, um, we're just at a loss and we just don't know where to go from here. And hopefully a talented person can come in and, or talented individuals can come in and fix our problems organically and everything will fall into place. We'll just figure it out later. Um, but either way, it's a really bad tactic. Michael, what do you think the impact of this is in the organization when somebody is brought in under these false pretenses? Well, the impact could actually be very severe. First, I mean, you could, you could be hiring a person who, uh, who, uh, you know, interacts with customers, but um, doesn't have the right, you know, zeal for the position because they've been mistreated and misled. So they're skeptical about the company, perhaps skeptical about the product and service they offer. And thus that, that feeling and that, that, um, that aura transfers to the customers when they interact with them. So, um, so that could affect the loss of sales. That could affect the way they serve customers. It also could affect their family. I mean, a lot of people are depending on income. There's a lot of dual income families out there. There's a lot of uh, head of household families that have one income too, as well. More traditional types of uh, of uh, incomes. So once you affect the person's income and it affects a person's family, that could bring about all sorts of things, from depression to divorce. 
So the the the, the impact could be very severe. So families and what families and customers and once families are affected, it can affect whole communities. And once whole communities are affected, then you're talking about cities and a nation. So it's yeah. uh, it's something that needs to stop. But um, it happens for all those reasons that you mentioned previously. You know, people throwing numbers against the wall, people desperate, uh, people hoping that maybe somebody can come in and actually succeed at the position. But it's uh, it's not done with the right motivation to serve their customers and to serve an individual, uh, somebody who they're hiring, so that person can provide a living for themselves and their family. Yeah, it's like a, like you mentioned, it's like a domino effect. It just really impacts right. everyone, you know, right down the line. You wonder, uh, Michael, if these companies or the people doing this realize the impact it's having outside in the organization and outside of it, or if it's, or do you think it's just out of sight, out of mind? What do you think? I think it's out of sight, out of mind, and a lot of people, you know, have always done it this way, and the company and you know, some people manage to survive in the company, the people with the, the most influence or for lack of a better word, the most power, power. And the unfortunate thing that happens is a lot of these people were brought in under this, under similar circumstances and, you know, promised incomes and, and positions that really never came about, but they somehow managed to get promoted through the system and they turn around and do the same thing to other people, even though they've seen, great numbers or a significant number of people fail that way they still do that to other salespeople it's just uh it's 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 just something that needs to stop and uh for for reasons of probably related to fear and greed and self-serving ambitions people continue to do those things yeah it really and it really gives a, a cast of bad light on the industry of itself you know when you think of you know, lawyers, or you think of car salespeople, you, you think of certain negative traits, you know, come to mind right out of the gate. And this is something obviously that really jades people who are, you know, they're looking to make a change. A lot of people get into sales, obviously, because they want to make money, but it's because they're really passionate about the solution or the product that they're selling. And they're right. passionate people, you know, you want to harness that. And when you when you bring in somebody like you mentioned, their false pretenses, it really starts the relationship off in a negative tone. But I think you're correct. I think what happens when you do this, you're kind of giving a silent approval for them to do the same thing. And they could do that with their customers. Uh, they could do it uh, internally with other employees. And as you mentioned, I know we had a conversation offline. They could even do it if they're promoted into management. They, they actually employ those same tactics that, that happen to them. And it's a really uh, sad state of affairs when that happens. Right. Yes. I mean, to, to remedy this situation, people need to embrace – Truth. I mean, they need to be truthful with people. And honesty and integrity can take you a long way. Um, so, I mean, that's one of the solutions is to, to take a deep dive. They need to take a deep dive into the actual incomes that people actually make in the positions they're offering. Uh, and over a period of time, and even by deep dive, I mean, go beyond just the surface numbers to numbers, for instance, if somebody has in a certain account territory, how, 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 do they, how well do they do in that uh, territory and how many years of experience do they have or somebody has an account list what kind of uh, revenue is generated from that account list you know over how many years and what type of salesperson is working it so they just need to gather as much facts or as I say truth about the position and be honest if they if they're just really projecting and they really don't know but you know that's part that's part of what needs to drive them it's just the, the, the need to always communicate truth no matter who they're who they're dealing with but especially uh, to people they're hiring. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's good for, it's always, you know, interesting when you're in an interview process, it's, you're doing a lot of 
answering questions from one side, but it's, it's one of those things where you want to answer questions yourself. You, know, you want to peel the onion back and really figure out, like you mentioned, realistic expectations. You know, what are some milestones? What's, what's the ramp up schedule for me to get there? You know, what, are the, what does a quota look like? Is there a, a timeline for me to grow and ramp up and get better? What does the training look like? You know, what's the ongoing support look like? What tools will I be getting? It's, uh, you know, sometimes the onus is on the employee. It's a 50-50, right? It's a uh, 50% right, evaluation right. on both sides, right? As, as we know. Um, yeah, have, you, yeah. have you ever heard, Mike, I, you know, it's funny. I was talking to some colleagues and there's something that came up recently. Well, it's not recently. I guess it's been going on for quite a long time, but employers, you know, instructing their employees to not discuss pay amongst each other. Have you heard of this before? Uh, yes, I've heard of that. And that's, you know, I think that's not the way people should operate. I think there should be a great deal of transparency. Uh, yeah. People. So, uh, so people understand, I mean, it should be actually, these are the things that should be discussed up front, uh, that, that there will be pay differences. Those pay differences could be based on account lists or account territory or seniority. Uh, but, uh, yeah, hiding information is not good. Yeah. I mean, it immediately brings up a red flag. Well, why would they not want us talking about this? Uh, you know, it could be due to favoritism, could be due to many different nefarious reasons, as you and I talked about. I know there was a law put in place to not penalize people from doing it, um, but you really have to wonder if that's part of the original conversation we're having is that they're misleading people coming in and trying right. to take shortcuts. Now, an interesting thing I'd love to talk to you about, I found an article, this was posted on LinkedIn, you know, I think it was about uh, six months ago or so. I guess this is a very hot topic amongst everybody, but it was the seven biggest lies that are told during the interview process. We'd love to run these, run through these with you and get your thoughts on each one of these bullets quickly before okay. we wrap up. So the number one, I'll, I'll start from the top down. Number one lie is there's a lot of opportunity for advancement. And I know that you have talked about in your blog, that's one of the main things you talk about is the... Uh, what do you call the carrot, right? It's, hey, right. You join us on the ground floor and there's nothing but uh, milk and honey around the corner for you. Um, do you do you agree? Do you think that's a number one lie or right up there as far as what employers are telling their employees that there's- Yes, that, uh, yeah, the opportunity for advancement or promotions and the, uh, for salespeople, the income, you know, the projected income, or, you know, I think those are the top two lies. It is number two. You hit it on the head. Number two, your bonus structure is going to double your income. You know, you come in right. here and the commissioner, the bonus is going to double your base pay. Right. And so, again, I mean, that's just the wrong motivation. I mean, you, you have to question why somebody would, would uh, convey that kind of information, that false information to somebody they bring it on as a coworker. So, uh, when you think you, you, know, you want to operate with people and you want to join with pe a, a company of people who operate in integrity and in transparency. So Absolutely. But people can change if they decide to embrace honesty and embrace truth and embrace, I want to serve these people. I want to help the people I'm bringing up on board. I want to be truthful with them about the incomes and the opportunity for advancement. And uh, that way the person can make an intelligent decision about whether to join or not. And then also, you know, that makes it better for them in terms of the way they interact with their customers and uh, their family life as well. Absolutely. You know, they always want you to, you know, under promise and over deliver in terms of client relations. Well, I guess they should take their same advice when it comes to hiring True. new employees. Uh, so number three re uh, biggest lie is your territory is protected and we're never going to change it. Right. That's, that's so, yeah. Anytime you hear the word never, you know, you should be a suspect. So, <laughs> right. 
For, it's yeah. very, very few things never change. Yeah, so, especially, especially today. Especially in business. Yeah, you look at uh, <laughs> the startup world, things change, you know, the next day, let, let alone, right. uh, you know, they change right. very quickly. Number four is something we've talked about in the podcast in the past is you're going to receive extensive training. You know, you and I both know training today is much different than training was in the past. Uh, you know, training today is, hey, go sit with Jim. He's been here the longest. You know, we'll, we'll have you sit with him for two hours. And after you're done, we're going to expect you to close immediately. Uh, definitely not, not training. And if they want you to get to that quota, they're going to have to, of course, invest in some training in their employees. Um, yes. Uh, too many salespeople have been thrown into quicksand and told, and told to uh, swim or sink. And so... Uh, unfortunately, you know, they're, they're put in a situation where it's, it's, it's no win. So Absolutely, absolutely. So number five here is you'll have scheduling flexibility and can work from right. home on occasion. Now, I've heard this before, and, you know, obviously, you know, culture right now is so big in the workplace. It's something where you want to attract and retain top talent, so, you know, perks are king. And I definitely have heard this where it's, yeah, hey, don't worry about it. You know, if things come up, you can work remote. And then, of course, once you join, it's uh, – well, you know what? Things have changed. You know, we want you here in the office. No flexibility whatsoever. Yeah. That's just, you know, one more thing you could put on a list of unnecessary lies. Right. Yeah. You know, with, with, if you, the company, you know, has to have people you know, committed to integrity and honesty and, and to serving and to, and to putting the best foot forward, but also, you know, being transparent about the obstacles. Uh, and when they say things like you can work from home and the flexibility thing, it's just, uh, it's just misleading and it's just deceptive. So and, and you should not, they should be, being deceptive is, should not be part of a, a process. Definitely not. Definitely not. So two more here. Number six, we'll hire you some help when it gets busy. So you're not going to have any help now, but once it gets busy, don't worry, we'll hire people <laughs> to take care of that for you. Right. Yeah, Again, you know, people predicting the future is uh, is risky business. So that's right. That's right. That that's called being reactive versus being proactive, right? right? Instead of building the infrastructure, you know, getting ready for being busy, we'll just wait until it happens, and then we'll figure it out when it happens. Of course, at that point, it's too late. So right. that that's always a tough one. And the very last one is once you are going to be able to fix this problem or this department or this project, you'll get to work on something very new and exciting. Yeah. Again, that's. Uh, something uh, in the future that they're, they're predicting, but uh, you know, there's, there's no guarantees about the future, especially when um, you're dealing with somebody where you is not being honest. So uh, you're, you're basing your decisions and, and going off a platform that's just not realistic. So absolutely. You know, it's, it's one of those things, Mike, I know you agree with this. If you're a business and you're leading by example and you want intent, you know, you want to hire and, you know, integrity, you want to hire somebody who's honest, who's, you know, has all of those uh, traits that you're looking for. You have to also reflect that because people are going to, you know, if you want to lead by example, they're going to follow your lead and they're right. going to take that as you're approving this type of behavior if you're exhibiting it yourself. And if you have a mission statement or a vision and purpose and you're driven by that in your organization, I always say you should focus that internally before you do it externally. You know, how are you going to uh, display that to your client base when you're not even doing that in your own house, right? You're not doing that with your own staff and your own employees. Right. It's right. That's a very good, very good point, Brian. So, you know, people, I hope people listen to this podcast and decide individually to make a turn toward uh, integrity in, in the workplace, integrity in communicating why they hire people and being transparent about the situation. 
And it's okay if you don't have all the answers, you can just communicate to them, you know, these are the things that we're facing, these are the obstacles that we're facing. So you can have a more, uh, an attitude, uh, you can, so the person you can hire can have a better attitude about working there when they discover truths. You've already told them about what they're facing. So uh, I hope people listen and view this podcast and, and have a change of party as individuals, regardless of what company they uh, work for uh, and what position they're in. That they, as individual, as a person, you know, they need to commit to being honest and being open and being transparent and, and sitting across the table or the desk from someone and, and communicating truths about the position and the possibility, uh, knowing that that's going to best serve that person. So, and definitely, the, uh, definitely, you know, one of the main tenets of, uh, you know, one broken cog is, you know, you have to own the problem. If you're the head of the household, if you're head of the business, you know, it, it, it all stops with you or it starts and stops with you and you have to own the issue. And if there is an issue, you have to recognize it and take care of it and say, what could I have done to either contribute to this, make it better or stop, stop it from happening in the future. Right. And right. you really have to, you know, it's, it's up to you. You set the pace for the culture of your business. You set the tone for how your product is sold, the people that come in and out of the doors, the people you bring in, the people you keep, uh, you know, the company that you keep, that's what it's all about. And so deflection is not an option, right? And passing the buck is definitely not recommended. We see what happens when that happens. And, you know, again, like you mentioned individually, you know, coming in as a rep, as a manager, whatever role you decide to take, uh, you really have to take the high road. And sometimes that is tough when you're in that type of an organization and you want to be that light shining in the darkness, right? And attract people to you like a moth to a flame. And, um, you know, it is infectious, it is infectious. And, you know, I'm a very positive person. I'm a glass half full individual. And I think that if every one of us takes that attitude and there's a small movement starts to take place and starts happening, I think that more people will jump on board. Cause I think people are desperate True. for change. And I think today more than ever, uh, people are, are having these types of discussions and making the move to, to make the world and the, and the, of course the workplace a better, a better place to be. Yeah, and the, and the leaders of these companies and top-level executives, you know, have to make the change as well and demand it from people who uh, they allow to do the hiring. The, and it's a simple concept that we're talking about, integrity and service and transparency. But um, I think it was Vince Lombardi said, if, if you want to be have a great team, you have to be great on the basics. So you, you want your organization to be great when it comes to communicating truths. Yes, absolutely. I agree 110%, Michael. It's... Uh, you know, Vince Lombardi also said, I love to use him. Uh, you know, his, my favorite quote from him is that uh, people don't fail due to a lack of desire. It's a lack of commitment is the reason Correct. they fail. Right. And, uh, you know, we need to be committed to, you know, having that integrity, to being honest, to, uh, you know, exude all those positive traits and really, you know, not to own our role in the organization. Right. And I, I think that. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. A very good point. And so when you hire somebody and they, and they, you know, they start out committed and fully engaged, but when they find out they're not going to make the income they thought or get promoted like they did or get the help they needed, their commitment wanes because people are more accountable to their families and their own personal life situation than they, they are to individual companies. So they're going to do what's in the best interest of themselves. So you're going to have a salesperson working their half time and the other half time looking for a position. Absolutely. And, yeah. So. And I think the impact here, the implication is that, if this continues to happen, and we've seen case studies on this, uh, we are going to see churn, which costs a lot of money. You're going to see bad reviews and bad reputation, which means it's going to be harder not only to sell into accounts, but it's going to be 
a lot harder to attract and retain that top talent. So, right. you, you know, it's a double-edged sword there. Um, and of course, the other side of that is, you know, you have a thriving business where you have raving fans, you have referrals, which costs you no marketing dollars for that, right? And you have people who are clamoring to get into your organization. You don't have to really go out there and hunt and pay recruiters. They're coming knocking on your door to come work for you. So, uh, you know, a really good solid reputation, you know, it's like long ball. You don't want to, uh, you know, you don't want to sh- cut corners for a very short sighted win. You want to think long term and invest in the future of your business. So, Michael, it's been a pleasure. Any uh, words of wisdom as we wrap up here? Anything you'd like our audience to, to know or to hear? Yeah, the only thing I would say, Brian, is, uh, again, embracing truth and integrity and, and abandoning uh, fear and greed and uh, resisting the pressure to bring someone aboard and uh, incorporating falsehoods uh, need to be abandoned. So embrace truth and integrity and transparency when you're hiring and abandon deceit and falsehoods. And uh, when you're unsure, just tell them you're unsure about what the income will be or about the potential position. Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. I totally agree. Yes. Yeah. It's just I, doing the right thing. And so um, yeah. that's why I led me to the book, uh, write the book selling righteously. So that's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of the book, sellinggodsway.org uh, that is yes. the website you, know, yes. you can of course pick up selling righteously on amazon as well it's a fantastic book it's a great resource uh michael it's been a pleasure thank you for joining us we'd love to have you on again it's been such a uh, enlightening conversation we'd love to yes. pick your brain on a couple other topics here certainly brian it was a pleasure talking to you and uh look forward to coming back on to talk some more about uh sales and sales management and uh you know, my book is based upon biblical principles and everybody's operating off some principles. So, uh, you know, I'm an advocate of using those principles, even in business. Fantastic, Michael. Well, listen, have a fantastic, blessed evening. It's been a pleasure and uh, yeah, looking forward to doing it again. Okay. All right, Brian. You have a good day. Yeah, you too. Okay. It was great spending time with you today. Maybe you liked what you heard. Maybe we sparked some controversy. Maybe we got you excited, but hopefully we got you thinking. Hey, we wanna hear from you. If the topic resonated with you, if you have a comment, or if you have an issue you're serious about fixing, reach out to us today. Hey, Brian, how can they get in touch with us? Great question, John. Best ways email. Email us at results at onebrokencog.com together We're going to help you make small adjustments that's going to lead to major impacts in your business and your revenue. 